The other major event that we can look forward to with great anticipation takes place April 17th through the 23rd at the TPC of Louisiana at Avondale when the Zurich Classic returns to the metropolitan area. Joining us now, the executive director of the Four Kids Foundation, uh, who runs the Zurich Classic uh, for many years now, doing a fantastic job and a good and great friend, Steve Worthy. Steve, always a pleasure. I know it's always a good day for you, and you can have media day and tell everybody about what's coming up and get everybody prepped for what is always an outstanding event. Absolutely. We had a nice turnout today. Uh, Patrick and Xander joined, um, obviously announced that they'll, uh, they'll be defending their championship this year. Uh, and just talk about, you know, where, where the tournament is, uh, all of the good things going on, the changes on the PGA Tour, et cetera. But uh, it was a good day. So uh, looking yeah. forward to the four-week run-up to the tournament. Yeah, two of the top seven players in the world in Cantlay and Shoffley. And good guys, too, I might add. So there's that aspect of it. And, of course, you know, the team format has been going on now for several years, and it's been a success and figures to be the case once again. And I know you have the – you know, the course superintendent, give everybody an update today. What's the course like as we speak? It's in great shape. Uh, you know, the, the weather was pretty warm in February and put them several weeks uh, ahead. A little cold this morning. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they, they feel like they're in great shape, uh, well ahead of the game, uh, you know, with four weeks to go. And, you know, after they regressed in 2020, uh, we ended up not being able to play in 2020 because of COVID. But the reaction from the players in 21 and 22 has been, you know, what a big improvement the the change was. And, uh, you know, it looks like we're in great shape uh, leading into this year's event. Yep, money's there, of course. The attraction of the team event is there. And, and you know, without delving into the LIV much, I think sometimes, they, I don't want to call it a wake-up call, but because some people have done that, but I think sometimes when there's quote-unquote competition, it makes you better. And I think that's really what we've seen with the PGA Tour, we've seen the players have more input. We've seen some of the changes implemented. We've seen some of the thoughts that have gone into making the PGA uh, better. Not that it wasn't good already. It was, and it's still by far uh, the best tour that exists in the world. So I think that that aspect certainly applies here and that there has been some change as a result of what's transpired abroad. For sure. Um, you know, I mean, I think some of the changes were probably in the works, but certainly not mm-hmm. to the extent that they've taken place. Um, you know, some of the players who have pushed to try to make sure they're all in the same events together, um, you know, so that uh, you've got the best playing against the best. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good concept in a lot of ways. I mean, I think despite that, um, you know, we've had a number of tournaments this year where you had younger up-and-coming stars battling it out against big-name guys. And, you know, that's always a great fan story. I mean, a lot of the fans are pulling for the underdog just because, you know, this guy's never won. This Winning this event would change his life. Um, you know, where some of the guys who've won 6, 8, 10, 15 times, you know, one more win is not going to change their world. But it's, it's made for some interesting stories coming down the stretch of tournaments this year. Um, you know, I think we're going to continue to see that. I mean, we'll see where... Um, you know, the, the tour is looking at continued changes for next year um, and where they go with smaller fields and no cut. Sounds like some of that is going to happen. Um, but overall, you know, I'd like to think that the, the tour is getting better. Uh, you know, you've got to keep your, your constituents happy. And uh, I think the players, you know, while they understand some of the changes are better for some players than others, you know, they're certainly trying to come up with the best plan to keep sponsors happy, to keep fans happy. 
and to keep their players happy. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. There are still some things under discussion, but I feel like we're positioned uh, in New Orleans pretty well going forward no matter what. With the advent of, of maybe no-cut fields, I kind of like splitting the difference. You know, you got the 80, you got the 160. I'm not, I'm not in favor of uh, the 80, by and large, and I'm not in favor of no-cut fields, by and large. I like the idea that you've got to earn your way to be able to rake in pretty good earnings for a weekend. And, and I, I just kind of like that personally. I know it sounds like traditionalist, but that's kind of the way I am. Well, I, I, would, I would agree with you. Uh, I mean, as a, as a fan, I definitely mm-hmm. think, uh, you know, having to make the cut is, is part of what's going on. And, you know, I think some of the conversation at the tour level is, how, if we're going to do a no-cut event, how many players you know, what you've got to be small enough that they can continue with no cut to, to play through the weekend. But I definitely think that's part of the story. I mean, ideally, you know, if you were 120, 60 teams in our event, um, you could still have a smaller cut, but, but guys are still having to beat other guys to make sure that they're mm-hmm. cashing a paycheck and getting to the weekend. I do think that's what's been best about the PGA tour is it's a meritocracy. You, you earn what you, you know, based on how well you played. You can be the biggest name in the world, and you know if you're not beating the other guys, you're not going to make as much money, and you're not going to make cuts, et cetera. So uh, I, I'm with you. I mean, I know it's a little traditionalist, but uh, I, I do like to see guys have to grind it out to make sure they're making the cut to, to play the weekend. And Kelly and Joffley are coming, and I'm sure in the days and weeks to come, we'll be getting some names coming out in terms of who's coming again and, and so forth. Where are you right now with the field from your perspective? I feel pretty good about it. I mean, clearly the changes around us have have um, have created some situations where we've had to work some players pretty hard, um, you know. Uh, but I, I feel like we're going to have a very good field. We're, we're going to have a good number of the top ten, a good number of the top twenty-five, familiar faces. We're going to have some new faces, which I'm I'm excited about. Uh, I think we've got some big name guys that have had success that are going to be interesting stories. Why they partnered up and how some of that happened. Uh, but, you know, for, for our fans, whether watching on TV, out at the event, I think there's going to be a large number of well-known, interesting stories that um, uh, you, you'll want to come see. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I look forward to being able we, – we wanted today to be all about Patrick and Xander, but um, look forward to being able to get a lot of those names out and build that momentum uh, between now and the start of the tournament. Yeah, it's pretty interesting about who's been outspoken and – who's not been, and Rory McIlroy has been at the front of the line, of course, in speaking on behalf of the PGA Tour and, and against the, the level of competition that exists elsewhere. And that, to me, has been, personally, I kind of like it. I mean, I like the fact that people are speaking up because I know nothing's perfect, and I know the PGA Tour can improve things, and everybody can improve their product, including the Zurich Classic, including these radio shows and everything. But the fact of the matter is that with all due respect, and, I, and again, I'm not here to trash the, the LIV at all, but PGA Tour has been an awfully good citizen. <laughs> it's been a, a really good performer for a really long time. And no question. I mean, you know, it's, it's been a great TV product. Uh, you know, the whole model, which so many people lose sight of the fact that all of our proceeds go to charity. And last year we made a, check, a, a record charitable give, just over $2.7 to local children's charities you know, the, the, the communities where the PGA Tour plays benefit greatly, and, and we certainly have in New Orleans. I mean, we're, we're giving to charities that are improving our city, making this a better place to live. Um, 
And, you know, I mean, uh, for some of the guys who chose to go to live, I, I understand. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's all different. I It's just a different model. And, you know, guys cashing big bonus checks and, um, you know, the no-cut and some, some of the things that, that aren't what the PGA Tour has been. Um, you know, do they work as hard? Is it is it the, the same level of competition from a, you know, financial standpoint, you've got to you've got to make sure you're winning to to make money and and make the kind of money that you want on the PGA Tour. So, you know, it's a little bit of a different model. Um, it works for some and not as much for others. And um, you know, in in some ways, to your point, I do think it's made all of us look at what we're doing uh, more closely and and how we can do things to get better. And I think the PGA Tour has done that. We continue to try to to make sure that we're providing the best product for all of our our customers that we can, and uh, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll continue to all get better. And finally, just talk about pro-ams and about ticketing, if you will. Sure. Uh, well, we're blessed to be in the situation. We, I mean, our pro-ams and uh, hospitality suites have all sold out earlier, much earlier than we've ever sold out before. Uh, and that's been very exciting to see the reaction and, and uh, from, from all of our people. But, you know, we've got two very popular options, the Best of the Zurich Classic, which is you know, it offers the, the 10 dishes from the, you know, 10 of the best restaurants in the city. Uh, you get to go to multiple venues, so you can go to the one on 17, go to the one on 18, go to the, the one on number 8. You get to move around the golf course, all-inclusive food and drink. Uh, and then last year, we introduced the walk-ons uh, stadium club right behind the 17th green, uh, you know, big glass wall looking right down on the 17th green, upper, upper and lower level, so you can go upstairs and, and look from the tiered seating there and have you know, a great view looking down on the 17th green. Uh, that was a, a new product last year that was very, very popular. And then, you know, obviously with our grounds tickets, you can buy a grounds ticket and you have access to the Tito's Stillhouse Lounge, to the Tito's 19th hole. Uh, you know, you, you can, you've you got food and beverage options all over, uh, some shelter, uh, lots of liquor concepts, the bands on, on Saturday and Sunday night. Um, you know, the Molly Ringwalls are playing on Sunday night. I know a lot of people that are really excited about that. So, uh, you know, if you go to our website, ZurichGolfClassic.com, you can see all the different options. Um, but, uh, you know, for the all-inclusive, the best of or walk-ons would be your best choice. And then you've always got the regular rounds ticket. Steve Worthy, always a pleasure. Thank you. We'll do it again soon. Sounds great. Thanks, Ken.